Well, hello, my friend, and welcome to another episode of the Cliff Ravenscraft Show. I am recording this on Monday, November 9th, 2020. No special intro today. I am creating this particular podcast episode in response to several messages that I've been getting lately with the title or subject, Are You Okay?, And the answer to that question is, no, I'm not okay. I'm well beyond okay. Things could not be better. Uh, When people ask me, Cliff, how you doing? I say, I've never been better. It gets better every moment of the day. That has always been my response, and it is my response today when people say, Cliff, are you okay? I'm like, yes, I have never been better, and it gets better every moment of the day. Why are people reaching out to me, asking me, are you okay? It has a lot to do with the fact that I've not shown up a lot lately. Well, at least not in the ways that I used to. And that is what I'm going to explain in this episode. Now, there's a really big chance that you haven't noticed. Oh my gosh, it has been a while since I've seen an episode from Cliff Ravenscraft. Or, huh, wait a second, come to think of it, I haven't seen Cliff on social media. (laughs) I don't know if you've noticed or not, but some of you have because you've reached out to me and said, Cliff, just wanted to check in, man. Are you okay? And I, by the way, I am so incredibly appreciative of anyone who's noticed my absence and has reached out to check in, make sure things are okay, making sure that I'm not in some sort of you know, mental anguish. Uh, I mean, it, there's there's a lot of people who go through some seasons of life, and I certainly have had those in my past. And with that being said, uh, it, it it's not crazy to think, hey, I should probably check in on Cliff. He, I've, I've not seen him post a single thing in social media since August of 2020. Uh, and... I think I think somebody ought to check in on him, make sure he's okay. I am better than okay. I I I am words fail to describe how incredibly at peace I am. The amount of joy that exists in my life on a daily basis and the sense of overwhelming awe that I notice when I look around me as far as the abundance for that just exists. I, I'm, I'm just so incredibly overwhelmed by, in, in a positive way, overwhelmed by peace, love, joy, and an over-sensing, overwhelming sense of awe in the amount of abundance that surrounds you, myself, and everyone else on this planet. Now, I, I know that 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 actually may may sound quite counterculture to the message that's being portrayed in our society and and certainly by the news media of today and with given circumstances whether it be uh, stay-at-home orders uh, econo- economic shutdowns uh, massive unemployment covid-19 voting <laughs> issues and elections and and all that other stuff but 
I got to tell you, I, I, I just have a different way of seeing the world. And it's one that has allowed me to experience an increasing, an exponentially increasing amount of peace, love, and joy throughout the entire year, from the very first day of this year, and, and it increases exponentially each day since the beginning of this year. And that has that has been something that I, I have worked on in the internal game, and maybe I'll get around to that in this episode. I'll talk a little bit about the external game versus the internal game. At the very beginning, actually, at the very end of 2019, I made some goals for myself. There were several things that I had decided that I wanted to accomplish, and I'll share some of those with you here and let you know what I have been focused on. So I'm looking at my 2020 goals, and I'll just pull them up here. I'm going to read these off in the list in the order that they are on the list that I'm staring at. It says here that I'm fully committed to experiencing peace, love, joy, and abundance on a daily basis, regardless of any external forces or circumstances. Now, I got to tell you, that was written way before the very first mention of COVID-19 or the coronavirus. If all you needed to do is go back into my archives of this podcast, and I've been talking about peace, love, joy, and abundance, regardless of external circumstances for over a year now. Not that there's been a ton of content, so it shouldn't be too hard for you to find it in the archives, but it's there. So I can ver- you can verify that I have, I, these words were w- written down and they were a decision that I made. Affirm, I'm, do you understand that? I say, I'm fully committed to experiencing peace, love, joy, and abundance on a daily basis, regardless of any external forces or circumstances. Now, I got to tell you that that there, there were uh, moments at times and maybe even an hour or so where I was challenged to go a different path than experiencing peace, love, joy, and abundance. But because of my full commitment ahead of time and the fact that I know that I get to choose how I feel, in any given moment of any given day, regardless of outside circumstances, I got back to my commitment. And I have, I, I can tell you with full certainty, given that I have less than two months left in the year, at the end of this year, this is going to be one goal for 2020 that I will be able to check and say, yes, I did that. The second goal that I had on my list for 2020 was that I'm, it says here, I'm fully committed to knowing and trusting my creator in a more intimate way. Now, I have a podcast called The Train with Cliff Program. It's over on Patreon. You can find it at patreon.com slash cliffravenscraft. And while I may have not been in social media or here in this or any other public podcast in quite some time, I have been producing a weekly podcast on my Patreon page simply due to the fact that there are a bunch of folks in that community who have been paying for it. And rather than saying, you guys, I'm going to just go ahead and shut this down as well. 
I've been continuing my once a week, each week, creating content for them, sharing with them what's going on in my journey. And one of the things that I have been sharing lately is a little bit of an interesting side journey that I didn't see myself going. I, when I wrote this down, this goal, fully committed to knowing and trusting my creator in a more intimate way, I would have never guessed that I'd be on the faith journey that I started about four to six weeks ago, maybe even longer. But I've been talking about it very openly. There was an episode, I think it's uh, Train With Cliff program, episode number 218. I think the title of that episode was titled uh, Going Down the Rabbit Hole of Philosophy. And then episode 219 was, I think it was just titled, a two-hour episode on my faith journey, question mark, where I responded to some folks who were very much concerned about some of the spiritual path that I was um, that I was pursuing, uh, such as having a very keen interest in studying the works of Paramahansa Yogananda, who's the author of Autobiography of a Yogi, and then of course uh, that leading me to his uh, two-volume commentary titled The Second Coming of Christ, The Resurrection of Christ Within You, a revelatory commentary on the original teachings of Jesus, also by Paramahansa Yogananda. And then that leading me to the entire works of Alan Watts and listening to him talk about uh, Hinduism, Buddhism, Taoism, Stoicism, and... (laughs) and all of these other things, talking about reincarnation, karma, the cosmic drama, is life an illusion, are we in a simulation, yoga, and so many other things that I, so I've been, what in essence, I've been studying some things that I once used to feel very much convicted I should not be this is something to be avoided at all costs this is dangerous stuff slippery slopes all of that sort of stuff but yet I have expressed you know why it is that I felt compelled to make a study of these certain things and I've been sharing that journey. In fact, there are three episodes of the Train with Cliff program. So 218, 219, and I think 221 are the three episodes so far where, I, where I've gone very deep into my faith journey that I'm on here in 2020. Now, I would have never guessed when I wrote down fully committed to knowing and trusting my creator in a more intimate way, I thought that was just along the lines of what I've always known my relationship with God, my father, to be. But I never would have guessed that knowing and trusting him in a more intimate way would have anything to do with what I've been experiencing in my faith journey over the last several weeks to couple to couple months. And and so at the end of this year, there's no doubt in my mind that will be two for two goals that I will check off and say I've not only was I fully committed to it, but I have lived up to it. And if you're interested, I'm again patreon.com/cliffravenscraft, the train with cliff audio program. You can by the way, it's at trainwithcliff.com. If you want to follow along and find out what's going there, uh, then then check it out. The third goal on my list, uh, 
I'm fully committed to expressing more love and care to my wife and kids above and beyond the way that I show up for my closest friends, current clients, potential new clients, and community members. So in essence, in this goal, as it stated, it's pretty clear where my priorities lie. Now, this these priorities had not always been my priorities. I would tell you that my closest friends were probably above my kids most of the time. And I don't know that my closest friends, I'd say my wife is my closest friend, but certainly my kids. And I, I don't know. I, I, have there been time that times that maybe one of my closest friends, maybe Stephanie, or, or I'm sorry, maybe Ray Edwards or Mark Mason might have actually gotten a a more energetic, positive, encouraging uh, exchange with me than Stephanie from time to time? Have I ever had a communication or expressed something or did something or sighed when asked for help from Stephanie, whereas if that same request might have been coming from Ray Edwards or Mark Mason or one of my other very close personal friends, would I have done that to them? That and see, that was that was the conviction that I had. Not guilt. I didn't. I was not experiencing guilt. I just had this conviction that you know what, I want to make sure that in 2020, that I never treat my wife or kids any less. In fact, I want to. I want to treat them even better, above and beyond how I would ever treat a Mark Mason or a Ray Edwards in my life. Those, by the way, those are my two best friends. So if you if you're wondering why. I, I mentioned those guys over and over again. Those are those are my guys. Anyway, um, so but then you can see the you can see the priorities for 2020. This this is what I was I'm fully committed to loving and caring. Number one, first and foremost, to my wife and kids. That means I want to spend more time and I want to, or at least I want to have more quality in, interactions with my wife and my kids, kids individually, kids overall. And and I can tell you that that has happened in incredible ways. So many awesome things. And, and I'm not going to share things here to pat myself on the back in front of you and, and all of this other stuff, but I'm just, I'm very proud of myself for what I've done in that area, putting my wife and kids above and beyond my closest friends and then the rest of the people on this list. So then there are my closest friends, which I absolutely love the exchanges that I'm having with my closest friends because my closest friends, when we have a conversation, it's it's like, hey, Cliff, what's been going on in your world? Because they have no clue because I haven't been posting about it anywhere. And I also, when I get on the phone with them, I ask them, hey, what's going on in your life? And I have no clue. It's like, it's like yeah, I heard it used to be, yeah, Cliff, I saw that in social media. Oh, that was great. Yeah. And, and it would, you know, the conversations, not that our conversations with my friend, not my conversations with my friends weren't great, but they're at a whole new level because... There isn't this familiarity of, oh, yeah, I saw that on your social media. Oh, yeah, I saw that on your social. I saw that on your Instagram. I saw that on Facebook. There is none of that because I'm not there. Some of them are, and that's great, but I'm not seeing it. So for me, 
anything that they share with me. It's new news to me. And I like that. It's been fun. It's been entertaining. It's been enlivening. Enlivening? Yes, it's been enlivening. Anyway, so my my wife and my kids got my attention a priority first and foremost i'm still there with my friends my my and and not that ray edwards and mark mason are my only friends so i have some others believe it or not i have a handful of other friends as well that i reach out to and and i have the same kind of it's like oh my gosh i had no clue that that was going on in your life tell me more and we have the most amazing conversations and then after that, it's my current clients. These are my existing members of the Next Level Mastermind AM group or PM group. I still have those two groups going on. They're going incredibly well. And then I have about four or five one-on-one coaching clients. And so those people have gotten my full attention. When I am with them, the rest of the world does not exist. And I'm not just there for them when, uh, when we're th- scheduled for a call. These are people that they're on my heart, uh, they're in my mind, they're in my thoughts, they're in my prayers. I, I'm, I'm devoted to serving my current clients in a way that, that is beyond what they could ever possibly expect for when it comes to how I serve them. And that was a commitment that I made prior to tw- the start of 2020, and it's one that I have lived up to. Now, the next on my list of priorities for fully committed to exper- expressing all of this stuff, the, the service to these people, next on my list are potential new clients. These are people who are very likely the next person who God has brought along my path for me to add value to their lives in a meaningful, transformative way. And I am consistently on the lookout and discerning who those people are. And thankfully, they have continued to come in exactly the right order. And it's just amazing. And it's not because of a ton of effort. Don't get me wrong. I do my part. I play my role I, I do my responsibility within the within the realm of how to make myself available to those people, but it's not the way that I used to think it should be done. For example, I don't feel like I have to create tons of content like I used to do in podcast form, in YouTube vlog format form, in posting and showing up all the time and consistently through social media on platforms like Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. I don't feel like I have to consistently show up in people's email with my email newsletter, all of those things. I, In fact, I have uh, consistently still had a steady stream of potential new clients come my way through a ton of various different forms and means, and and it's been incredible. Even without any of those things, without social media, without a podcast, without it has just been tremendously awesome. Um, let's see here. And so, I so my my wife and my kids come first. My closest friends, and then my network of friends beyond my closest friends, my current clients, my potential new clients, and then. After that, 
is you. Now, by you, I mean you who are not my wife and kids, you who are not my closest friends, you who are not my current clients, and you who are not in my mind or consciously aware to me at this time, my potential new client. Uh, If you do not fit all of the above, but you're hearing my voice, and this isn't your first time ever tuning in, it's like, who is this Cliff Ravenscraft guy? Let me check out the podcast. By the way, if that's you, welcome. (laughs) But for, for you who listen to me on a regular basis and you're none of the above, you're a member of my community. You're, you're somebody who follows what I do. You're somebody who has been interested in my story. You're somebody who is a part of this community. And, and it's not that I don't value you. It's just that when it comes to my time, effort, and energy, In 2019, when I was making my goals, I'm like, listen, this is the priority I want things to be. And I will tell you that one of the reasons why I've gone to the extreme of showing up less for you, the community members, is because there have been way too many times in the past when I've put you above many of those other people on the list that I've just previously mentioned. There have been times when I've put creating content, for example, creating vlogs on a daily basis, creating podcast content consistently. It's like, listen, I, I you know, can I, you guys care if I skip dinner tonight and just go to record this podcast because I got to get this done and I got to do that and I've got to do this and I really should get that out and I need to do this because I've got to get this and I got to meet this deadline in my business and I've got to, ah, I've got no margin and I've got to create content and I, I have to be there and serve these people. And, and, and not only that, but there's also another reason. Authentically and transparently, I'll tell you that for uh, another reason why I have shown up less here is to break myself free from the addiction that I would get from your validation of who I am my worth and value and how I feel about myself was oftentimes too tied up into how much I was showing up for you. That's not your fault at all. Please understand that. But I had some wiring internally. The inside game was rigged against me. All my fault for allowing it to happen, and I might get into this into how that happened. Uh, and how it may be happening to you as well, we'll see uh, through hypnotically receiving other people's suggestions, thoughts, and beliefs about how life ought to be. But and again, I don't play the role of the victim here. I, I, I've been in, I've been in control of my life, and and I'm responsible for my life fully, and and stuff like that. But anyway, let's just put it this way. When 2020 is over, I'm I'm absolutely thrilled to say that my third out of three goals that I've mentioned so far, fully committed to expressing more love, care, and care to my wife and kids above and beyond the way that I show up for my closest friends, current clients, potential clients, and community members, uh, I, I will be able to check that off. And 
by the way, there there's there are two levels of community members. There are the Train with Cliff community members, which I've continued to show up with for them in a weekly basis. And then there was there's this community, the podcast listeners, the 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 vlog video watchers and and the social media f- friends and followers and community and network and stuff like that. But um I I I I'll possibly come back to why I've left social media in a little bit. Let me move on to the next goal for my 2020 list. It says here, I'm fully committed to healthy eating and physical activity that will allow me to get my weight down to 165 pounds and maintain that weight if evaluation su- suggests it fits well. Well, well, I am definitely still committed to eating healthy and physical activity. No, many of you know that I made a commitment to work out six days a week, every week for the rest of my life. I made that no- commitment on November 14th, 2014, and I'm only five days away from that being six years now, and I've lived up to that. Now, authentically and transparently, I've got to tell you that I've tied a little bit too much of my identity to that, and it's one of the things that I've been playing around with breaking up with, you know, that it's like, oh man, I've I've got this and I can wear this badge of honor on my shirt as if I need it. Not to say that it's not inspirational and it's not valuable, but I, I if I can find a way to do the inner game in such a way that I get to keep that badge of honor and let it inspire others without at the same time attaching my own self-worth and value to that achievement, then then I'm, I'm working on that behind the scenes. As far as getting my weight down to 165, I'm a ways off from that, but it's not unachievable. So, Time will only tell, I would say, on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being I'm absolutely certain. So far on the first 1, 2, 3 goals that I've mentioned, I, I, I know I've got the first 3 are 10 out of 10. This this fourth one, it's probably about a 7 to 7.5 out of 10 on whether or not I'll get down to that 165 by the end of the year. We'll see. But it, And again, uh, my achievement of 165 or my my lack thereof of achieving that it, it's it's not going to make or break me certainly has nothing to do with who I am and why I'm here on this planet which I'm going to get a little bit into that as well the next goal that I set for 2020 I said I'm fully committed to generating a minimum of $360,000 in business income in 2020. I will do so through paid mastermind groups, one-on-one coaching, and few other inspired products slash services. By the end of the year, my recurring revenue will be at least $30,000 per month. Now, there are a couple of notes here. Those of you who may have listened to prior episodes, you may know that uh, during, I think it was September or October of 2019, I talked about the fact that finally, 2020 is the year I'm going to finally make that million dollars of income because I could have done it every year for the last several years, and by golly, this is the year I'm going to do it. Well, uh, I had been in pursuit of that, and when I, and there's no doubt in my mind that I could pull it off. But what I came to was that there's something I wanted a whole lot more in 2020 than a million dollars. 
And that was, to name a few, more margin in my life, more peace, love, and joy, and an overwhelming sense of abundance that I don't have to store up everything right now, that that there's plenty of time in the future to make millions if that's something that's going to be a part of my story. Um, there, I don't have to do it all now, and this, this, this is a season of life that I'm entering where I value margin more than money. And $360,000 a year or $360,000 of business income is more than enough. In fact, it's significantly more than enough. Will allow me to achieve all the things that I want to achieve for the year. And the 30K a month is approximately 10K a month more than the expenses that I have. So with that being said, um, by the end of this year, I will, I'm only uh, about $1,500 a month away from 30K a month in recurring revenue. And I, it, it, I, I would say there's a nine, it's about a nine out of 10. I'm about 90% certain that I will hit the $360,000 in income. Uh, it, it's certainly possible. I could force it to happen if I, if I need to. But, you know, it, 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 I'm very happy with where things are as well. So, it, I, again, I wrote these things back in October, November of 2019. And I'm a different person than I was then. And and so I, I'm not not so tied to it. And so chances are actually with with the language that I just shared, wherever I'm at at the end of this year is where I'm going to be. But here's what I will tell you: I, I'm I I am committed to seeing that 30k per month. So that means that by the end of this month, I will pick up one more client, and I'll be at 30k, and I'll pick up one more client in December, and and then I'll be well over 30k. So I'll be. I, I, yeah, I, I will hit that. All right, next goal on my list. I'm fully committed to maintaining 24 members in the Next Level Mastermind group and investing in each member uh, at a deep level. Now, here's what I will tell you. That's 12 members in the AM group and uh, 12 members in the PM group because I have two different groups. What I will tell you is that I currently have 10 members in the AM group and I have nine or no, eight members in the PM group, and both groups are very much at the size that they need to be for right now, and while I had written down I'm fully committed to having 24 members in the Next Level Mastermind, that was before I I was who I am today with new distinctions, and what I would have said had if I were rewriting these goals, I am fully committed to having the right members at the right time in the next level mastermind. That's that, and and then investing in each of those members at a very deep level. When I wrote the when I wrote that that goal of having twenty four, I'm committed to having twenty four members, twelve in each group. That was man. As long as they're willing to pay, I'll, I'll let them in, and I'll I'll work around any of the shortcomings that they have in their own inner game. I'll work around their lack of clarity about who they are, why they're here, what they want. Uh, we'll work around all of that. We'll work around. We'll work around um, ups and downs, emotional swings, and and uh, we'll. And oh wow, have I learned my lesson? No, we won't work around any of that. We will only, I will only let the right people into these groups. Uh, 
Uh, and if they're not the right person, and I feel like I, I feel like I want to invest in those people who aren't a good fit, maybe in that group for whatever reason, uh, then then I'll go to one on one. By the way, if if you're a one on one client of mine and you're not in the next level mastermind, and I didn't propose, it's not because it, it's likely not because you were not a good fit. It's more than that. It's because the things that you wanted, you wanted. Uh, less commitment as far as time is concerned, and you wanted to work with me one on one, and 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 uh, yeah. So uh, none of my existing one on one clients are there because they weren't a good fit. The next Lex Novel Mastermind. So I just want you guys to know that if if you happen to be that one of those people. All right. Anyway, so am I going to have twenty four members in the next level mastermind? Uh, that is very possible. Uh, one one per month. If I added a new member to the AM group this month and a new member to the AM group next month, uh, that would bring that group up to twelve. And I could. I mean, is there a possibility that the PM group could actually see what is that four new members? between now and the end of the year, it's it's possible. Now, did I maintain it for the entire year? No, and that's okay. That that one's, eh, that one's like I said, I'm a different person and, and I've got different standards today than I did at the when I wrote these. Now, the next one says, I'm fully committed to the prosperous coach client creation method. And I have been committed to that fully. Now, what I will tell you is that my client list, except for the AM and PM group, Next Level Mastermind, has been full, and so I've not been doing that method with potential new clients. Although um, I am in the, as you can tell, I'm open to whoever God may bring along my path next. And so I, I am thinking about what are the strategic things that God might be calling me to do to open up the discussion to to begin the process of discerning who are those next people that I should be working with, who are those who are those next members of either of these next level mastermind groups that I have who are the one or two new one-on-one coaching clients that I that I'm to to work with and so I I'm still and I will only use the prosperous coach client creation method to to discern that to fill those roles and all that other stuff so there you go the next goal that I had for 2020 says here, fully committed to inspired content only. And well, I that one's already checked off the list. I can tell you right now, I've never created a single piece of content in 2020 because I felt like I needed to, or that I should, or that it, it it's some sort of obligation, or what will my community think if I don't do this? Uh, if I felt inspired, I've been here. If I haven't felt inspired, I'm not here, and that's what I have mentioned all year long, and that's what I've lived up to. In fact, the the main purpose of this episode is to answer the question, Cliff, are you okay? What's going on? Can you give us an update? I, I, you know, I'm really worried about you. I haven't seen you anywhere. What's going on? And that's why I felt inspired to create this podcast episode, so I can just say, hey, go listen to this episode. And and it'll explain how how I'm doing. So I, I'm I'm fully living out my commitment of inspired content only. The next win, next goal on my list: add Stephanie to the payroll of our business in the second or third quarter of 2020. She is now an employee. Actually, she has been a co-owner of this company since the very beginning. 
She is a co-founder of Ravenscraft Enterprises LLC, formulated or formed in January of 2008, but she j- was just added to pay- payroll in the third quarter of 2020. And so she is now going to be eligible when it comes time for retirement. She'll be eligible for Social Security. That's the reason why we've done it. Um, the, my next goal, it says start investments in the fourth quarter of 2020. Well, I've done that. I have, in fact, I've set up two different SEP IRA accounts. One of them is a fully managed portfolio, an investment portfolio that a professional investment uh, guy is going to to de- make the decisions on what mutual funds and what other stocks and bonds and, and other, you know, all the other stuff, what other assets to invest in. And I'm happy to say that, let's see here, I've opened up the managed account with $10,000. I've got another $20,000 or so. I might have another twenty-five dollars or $30,000. It depends on what the max contribution I'll, I'll be able to put in because I'm going to put in the full 25% max. But anyway, I'm going to put whatever that is, I'm going to put in there. It's, going to, it's already started with $10,000. I've got an old annuity from back when I was working with my dad in the insurance agency, and that's got eighty thousand. So I'll have as soon as that rolls over, uh, I'll have ninety thousand dollars in that um, account, and then I'm going to consistently uh, just funnel cash into that so that I can see that go. I started a second SEP IRA account that I manage. And it, I put in $10,000, and I'm using it to day trade. I actually was able to arrange uh, with my banking institution a completely free um, account where there's absolutely no commissions whatsoever. There's no limits on the number of commission, on the number of trades I can make per day or the number of trades I can make per month. I, I it is fully 100% commission free and I started it with $10,000 about 2 weeks ago and it's already up to $10,100. I, I, I got a little strategy I'm working having some fun with it and uh, I'm going to be I've already opened up that discussion in the Train with Cliff audio program and I'll be sharing more as as I go on there. So that's another one that I can tell you. I can mark that off my list. I started my investments in the fourth quarter of 2020. Uh, pay off, uh, pay for Megan's college tuition with our monthly budget moving forward. So basically paying college tuition out of pocket as it comes. We That's already been checked off the list, have been doing that. Um, we took out a small loan for Matthew's car at the end of 2019. We paid that off. Uh, last year, we took out a small loan to pay for Megan's tuition last year, uh, and uh, we paid that off. And we paid both of those off right after coronavirus hit. So um, it looks like all but one or two of these goals for 2020 are going to be hit. Though that's This is where my commitments have been. And there's a couple of other things that have come up for me that have been essential, and one has been my margin in my life. So one of the things that I decided to do at the end of last year is to create my ideal calendar. And then not knowing that I was actually going to experience it, that to live it, I said, man, wouldn't it be great if I only worked Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and had every Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday off. Four-day weekends every week in 2020. That would be incredibly awesome. And I've experienced it. 
So I work Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. I have between two to three 90-minute calls for coaching one-on-one with people on Tuesdays. And that's at 10.30, 1 p.m., and 3.30 because I choose the start times. And then on uh, Thursdays, I have two coaching calls, up to two coaching calls. That would be 10.30 or 1 p.m. And then I have the afternoon off because in the evening, I have on Thursday, I have the Next Level Mastermind PM group, which is from 7.30 p.m. to 9 p.m. That is the PM group that meets every Thursday. And then the AM group meets on Wednesday morning for 90 minutes, starting at 9.30 a.m. And then I have the Green Room Mastermind with my close friends and that's for one hour at 11.30 to 12.30. And then I do allow myself at 2 p.m. for one hour, occasionally I'll accept a podcast interview where I'm, I'm accepted, I'm invited as a guest to be on somebody's podcast or webinar or virtual summit or anything else that they've got going on. But if it's gonna happen, it's gonna be for one, up to one hour on Wednesday afternoon at 2 p.m. And those are the only scheduled calls I allow on my schedule. Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays. And that allows me to serve every single existing paid client. And that allows me to meet with two to three potential new clients every week through those coaching calls on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And that has allowed me to generate nearly 30K a month every month since the beginning of this year. And that is the life that I designed at the end of 2019, and it's the life that I've lived in 2020, and I love it. One of the things that I've been, it's allowed me to do is to to work a lot on the inner game, to, to devote even more time and energy into my personal growth and development. I'm somewhat embarrassed about a podcast episode I put out gosh, about a year ago, maybe a little bit more than a year ago, about how I don't like physical books and how my library may not be as big as others. And if I only read 10 books, but I read the same 10 books each year for the next 20 years, I'd be okay. Uh, and stuff like that. And, and you know, they're, 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 when I said those things, that was the reality of my life. Now, with that being said, since then, I've probably read about 40 or 50 new books, and that's not an exaggeration, and a lot of it has to do with my faith and spiritual journey that I've been on, (laughs) but even before then, uh, there's just been a lot of different passions and, and a lot of different rabbit trails that I've gone down, and I've had the margin to do it, so much so that I was doing a series of podcast episodes on Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill in the Train with Cliff audio program, and I had this major insight about the idea of running uh, businesses, creating new businesses and running and operating businesses as a mastermind group where I'm not necessarily operating in the business, but I'm operating on the business by coaching the leaders and and making sure that to, to do what I do best to be that visionary leader, help people solve the problems, come to the solutions, get clarity about what they need, break free from any procrastination and anything holding them back from getting what they need and knowing what they want and, and getting the results. That's who I am. That's what I do. That's I, I, That's my superpower. 
And so I started talking about it. It's like, man, now that I have this different way of thinking about it, it's like I, running a business is like running a mastermind group. And I'm, I'm a pro at that. And so I started thinking about this. Like maybe one day I will own multiple businesses. And I was sharing all of this in the Train with Audio Cliff program or Train with Cliff audio program. And then I was talking with Mark Mason about it. It's like, hey, if you ever decide one, I'll partner with you on a business. And we got to talking one day and we talked for two, two and a half hours, came out with about five pages of notes about the vision and and the uh, culture of our company that we would launch together. And we were so close, almost to the point where we were ready to talk about, okay, what what's the name of the LLC and, let, and how much are we each going to go deposit into a bank account? And I'm like, Wait a second. I am I'm getting a gut feeling. I've got some intuition that tells me right now, Mark, I'm so sorry. I need to slam the brakes here. Something's not right inside. And and I that weekend I I I sat on that and and, and it's like, yeah, no. No. This is not the time. This is not the season to start a new business. Uh not not it's not going to happen in 2020 and it's not going to happen in 2021. I, I don't know what will happen after 2021, but there's something else that is coming for me that I need this margin for. And this was before I was consciously aware of the spiritual journey that I was already on, that had already started. I just didn't know that I was on this, this new spiritual journey, this new, this new faith journey that I'm on. And so before I, I, I had the wisdom to say no, no, I, I, I've worked diligently to have this margin in my life, and this is a very good thing that we're talking about doing, but now is not the time for me to do it, and I don't know that it ever will be. There's a lot more clarity I'm getting about who I am and why I'm here. So that's just a little bit of an update about where I've been, what's been going on, as you can tell. Am I okay? Yes, I am more than okay. This year, 2020, has been absolutely, hands down, the single best year of my life. I have never felt so connected to my wife and my kids the way that I have. I've never felt so much value had been added to my Paying, paying clients. I mean, now don't get me wrong. I've had a high standard for value added to my clients. So, but what I'm telling you is it's nothing compared to the value that I've been adding to my clients in 2020. And then when it comes to working with new clients, potential new clients, it's very clear for me to know who it is that I work with and and how to discern who are the right clients who is it it's it's i mean it's absolutely crystal clear almost like i'm hearing the voice of god audibly i'm not but almost as clear as that god saying yes this person no not that person yes this person no not that person it's it, it, it couldn't be more clear unless God like just hit me up on FaceTime and said, yeah, dude, that was a great call that, that I sent him. That's the, or I sent her. I want you to work with him. I want you to work with her. Or that's not, no, hey, nope. You, that, that's, that, that feeling you got in your gut when, when they said that or when that, this happened, when that, when that was revealed, that they're not ready. That they're not your client. 
that's not that that is not where I want you to go. I don't care that they want to pay you this amount of money. Don't do it. And and it's never been more clear. Okay. I'm going to take a drink of water. I'm not going to edit this out. And I'm going to share with you some notes that I prepared ahead of time for this episode. Ah, that's good stuff. All right. So I've been, as I said, working on my inner game a great deal. Working, investing, uh, I guess Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, approximately 14, 16 hours a week is what I... I invest in the quote-unquote exchanges of time, effort, and energy with existing and potential new clients. So the rest of my week is devoted to the inner game. That that is to to growing personally and professionally, growing and developing who I am and stuff like that. And one of my favorite questions that I ask myself regularly and I ask all of my clients regularly, who am I? And why am I here? And one of the things that I have experienced in 2020, far above and beyond where I've ever experienced this in the past, I've had glimpses of this. But let me tell you what I've what's happened for me as far as who getting clarity about who I am and why I'm here. Number one, there's been a lot of breakthroughs of breaking free from my conditioned thoughts and beliefs about who I'm supposed to be. I'm not going to go into great detail about these because I don't want to spend well over an hour. I think this might be right about an hour, maybe an hour and 15 minute episode, just judging by the time that I've already invested. So if you want to know more about these, reach out to me. And and maybe if you're somebody that God's bringing on my path, I can go into further detail, or for $10 a month, you can be a part of the Train With Cliff audio program over with over at trainwithcliff.com. Uh, but break, I've been breaking free from conditioned thoughts and beliefs about who I'm supposed to be. So I have a, I, I, the, the picture of who am I and why I'm here is more authentic to me personally and is less of a product of the beliefs and thoughts of others. The next one is breaking free from anyone else's definition of success. Only I am choosing what I consider to be success. Is it a million dollars this year? Nope. Do I have to hit that 360,000? Nope. Do I have to hit the 30K per month? Nope. Will I hit the 30K per month? Yeah. Will I hit 360K this year? It's very, it, it's, it's very possible. And who knows? I may do it just for the fun of it, go and do something to make it happen. But will that make me a success? Absolutely not. See, I, one little hint here I can tell you is success is any, in my opinion, it, it's a modified definition of success that I heard from Earl Nightingale in The Strangest Secrets. And I'm not talking about the one that success is the progressive realization of a worthy idea. I like that definition for success, but that's not the definition I go by. There's another thing he said. He says, success is any person who's doing what they're doing because they intentionally chose to do so. So therefore, somebody who's a teacher who's making $35,000 a year, they're a success if they're doing that because they intentionally chose to do it. 
And that stuck with me. I loved that. And so my version of success, what makes me a def, how I define success is, is am I doing what I'm doing because I consciously chose to do it? See, there's a difference between intentionally, well, no, intentionally and consciously. The thing is, is I have broken, I have broken free from hypnotically doing things, from being in a hypnotic rhythm, doing things by habit, doing things by conditioned societal norms and standards and, and ways of thinking things had to be. I've, bro- I've broken free from them. So I, I'm breaking free from anybody's def- definition of what success is. Uh, by the way, I, I, that includes breaking free from successfully working out certain number of days per week every week. Although I still do it, I no longer see that as being a label for my success. Uh, not not ever being above this weight or on a scale or hitting this number on a scale by a certain date. Those aren't success for me either. Those are things that I thought that sh- I should be to label myself, and and I was attaching too much of my value to those things, and those things are not there anymore. I'm still achieving great things in those areas in my health and fitness, but not in a pursuit of success, happiness, peace, love, joy, and satisfaction and abundance. Broke free from all that. Uh, then uh, another thing, I, breaking free from my addiction to the external validation of others. I'll read that one one more time. I've broken, I've broken free from my addiction to the external validation of others. Now, don't get me wrong. My desire to create content over all of these years and in this podcast and the various other podcasts that I've produced over the years, all of the video content that I've put on YouTube and all of the social media content that I've put on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn, and wherever else that has existed in social media, that wasn't all for external validation. It wasn't. I, I mean, my heart has been pure uh, in the the overwhelming sense of why I did what I did was to serve others. In fact, John Sanders, I haven't responded to your text message that you sent me this Monday morning, but I will pull it up here. I was driving in the car and Siri read it to me over the car, Apple CarPlay, and I'll read this for you. John Sanders at 9.13 a.m. on uh, Monday, November 9th, 2020 says, Good morning, Cliff. I just wanted to reach out on this Monday morning and express my gratitude to you for the tremendous impact you have had on my life, exclamation mark. I'm grateful I found your podcast so many years ago, and I'm certain my life would not be where it is today had you not had the courage and willingness to put your message out into the world. Thanks for all you do, exclamation mark. And that came in from John. And John, I apologize that I hadn't responded to you yet. I, I give you a little shout out here in the podcast. I'm, I'm, I trust you'll hear this, and I'll, I'll try to remember to respond to you on my phone here uh, shortly after I finish this episode. And, you know, it, it, there's a part of me that knows that I've put my voice out into the world 
so consistently for so many years and and relentlessly pursuing the consistently of show, consistency of showing up mostly to entertain, educate, encourage and inspire others to do it to add value to people's lives and all those other things. And and I and I don't feel any guilt about that whatsoever. I feel I feel great about those decisions and and everything. But I will tell you that there was a very real part of me through various seasons, some more than others, where I had an addiction to the validation that came from creating all that content. It's like, man, I have to show up because if I don't show up, then I won't be able to say this. You know, for a long time, there is my badge of honor. It says, listen, I've produced more than 30 different podcast shows. It's actually 35, 36 podcast shows. I have over 5,500 podcast episodes online. I have over 1,000 or 1,300 YouTube videos. I have been on social media. I've been on Twitter since 2007. I've been on Facebook since 2007, 2008. I was... uh, early adopter. I was one of the first people. Ah, look at me. I'm awesome. Validate me. Look at how, see how much worth I am. I'm so valuable because this and that. And I just, I just been working on breaking free from my addiction to that external validation. And that, and it's felt great. And it's felt wonderful. What happened was in August, right around the end of August, I was beginning to get really exhausted about the number of ads that I was seeing on Facebook and Twitter and just the negativity of people complaining about different things about whether it's COVID, masks, uh, vaccines, um, you know, voting one way or the other, conspiracy theory here or there all of this other stuff, and then not to mention the fact that I was very intentional about who I follow, so I follow very few people, and and one day something happened, and, and it just, it was the camel that broke the camel's, it was the straw that broke the camel's back, and what happened was I, I follow very few people on Instagram, and I just wanted to timeline. I remember, gosh, I remember Twitter when it just had a timeline and Facebook just had a timeline and Instagram just had a timeline. It shows you all the latest posts from the people you follow, which is all I care about or all I did care about. I just want to see the people that I want to see and all of this stuff. But then uh, over time, all three of those services got rid of their timeline of of chronological order with the most recent to the latest, which was real easy to see what's been going on in the lives of my friends, which by the way, since I've eliminated that, I realize how valuable it is to not know all of that through social media and have those conversations with my friends through uh, a phone call or a FaceTime call or a face-to-face visit. It's, it's incredibly awesome when you don't have that. Oh my gosh. Or let me say, when I don't have that. And so anyway, I, but so I follow very few people and then I'm, I'm not even getting a chronological time. It's like, it's like, oh, I've seen that, and, but I haven't seen this. And, and so it was all out of order in these social media platforms. And because I follow so, many pe- so few people, um, because I, I want to f- keep my closest friends and clients and, and people I'm invested in and in the top of mind, 
and not to get them lost in the in the mix, I only follow a few people. And then I was seeing one post, two posts, and then an ad. One post and then an ad. One, two posts, ad. And it was and the ads are brilliantly targeted to my interest, as you probably are aware. I don't know if you've ever done this. It's like I'm sitting there finding this. Oh, I want that. Oh, I want that. I want that. And I'm getting these things. And all of a sudden I'm like, man, it seems like every every day or several days a week, there's an there's somebody showing up at my door delivering me stuff. It's like, what wait a second, I don't need all of this stuff. I mean, it's enjoyable and I can afford it. It's nice, but and and so and then so one day I it was right around the end of August, I I was caught up. It says, oh, you're all caught up. And then I started seeing posts from people that I don't follow, but I know. It's like, oh, here are people we suggest that you follow. You might be interested in these posts below. And I'm like, okay, I'm done. And that was it. And so in, in at the end of August, I made the decision right to, actually, here's how it happened. I said, I think I'm going to delete, I, I think I'm going to leave uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn for the entire month of September. And I, it was the first Wednesday in September, and I shared this as my win of the week. I like, I was like, this is what I think I'm gonna do. I'm, I, I, and so far, it's I haven't touched the, any of these platforms. I'm not gonna. I'm thinking about deleting them off of my phone, and I'm and I'm also gonna make a commitment. I will not log into any of those platforms by any other means during the entire month of September. Not wearing this as a badge of honor. This isn't me saying, "Hey, look how awesome I am because I can do this." It's just this is something I feel called to do. Something I feel led to do. Something I desire to break free from all of this just I, i'm spending too investing way too much of my time on these platforms and and they don't bring enough value and so by it's like i i shared that and then all of a sudden other people are sharing their way and right then i just it's like it, again it could have been god's voice audibly it was just as clear J- just go ahead and delete them cliff seriously and so right then and then i deleted twitter i deleted facebook I deleted Instagram and I deleted LinkedIn. I said, I will not install these. I will not log into any of these platforms until October if if I desire to go back. Well, that was in September. It's now November 9th, 2020. And I'm I, those, those apps are still not on my phone. And I still do not log into those platforms on the web. Now, with that being said, there have been two or three times that I'll go in and check Facebook Messenger. I have not, if you've sent me a direct message on Instagram, I apologize, I haven't seen it. Um, I don't know that I'll forever, I have thought about it, and I, I tossed out the idea recently, it's like, may, maybe I'll just delete all of this stuff. Maybe I'll go and delete all of my old podcast content. Maybe I'll, maybe I, I, I thought about taking the Cliff Ravenscraft show and maybe taking maybe my top 10 episodes of this show over the last several years and delete the episode numbers off and just leave the titles and put about 10 episodes in and then delete all of the other episodes of this show and delete all of my other content and shut down all of my old WordPress sites and and just become a digital hermit. You know, just live the hermit lifestyle. I don't need all of this stuff. And I've been I've been pondering that. I've been sitting with that. And so far I'm not I'm not getting a clear yes on that one. And it and it has nothing to do with external validation or anything like that. It, and in fact, John Sanders, I will tell you, your your text message was even 
in a, in a way, it was a message. Cliff, no, don't delete the archives. There are still people getting a ton of value from all of that archived content. And while so much of it shared things that are no longer a part of who I am and and what I do and what my message is today and the clarity that I have. But you know what? At the time, everything I ever shared, I did the best that I could with what I had to work with at the time. And the right people will come across that content at the right time, and it will speak to them in the right way. And if it's necessary for their path, then God will call them to check out some of the most recent stuff that I have. And if necessary, they might reach out to me personally, and then they'll get to find out. It's like, oh, I'm, I'm go- I want to hire you as my coach. I'd love to talk to you about potential coaching because I want to also make a million dollars a year. I also want to do this, and I also want to create an event with tens of thousands of people, and I want to be just like you, Cliff Ravenscraft. And, and then I can say, that's all well and good, but I want you to know what you may not know So a lot has changed in my life, and I'm happy to share with you what's changed and why and see if I can't help you uh, and see if that doesn't speak to you about what you truly want in this world. Is what you want what you genuinely want because it's in alignment with who you are? Or are these things you want because this is what you've been conditioned to believe that you should want? And that's what I've been helping with people this year. And and so if, if, if that old content allows people to come along that path, then so be it. And so far, I'm leaning towards the realm of not deleting anything. All right. So here are some things that I've been helping with. Uh, by the way, I, I, this episode probably will be about an hour and 15, 20 minutes, maybe even an hour and a half. I, I want to go through this outline. This may be the final episode for 2020. I can't guarantee that, but it's it's very likely that you will not hear about hear from me again in this podcast or any social media platform between now and the end of the year. If you want to continue to hear from me, check out trainwithcliff.com. I will continue to create content there for as long as I continue to feel inspired to do so. Uh, but I, what I want to do is I want to share with you what I've been devoted to. Well, first of all, if you want to know what I've been devoted to in my personal life and in my personal pursuits and what I've been in and how I'm growing personally, what I'm reading, what I'm studying, what I'm learning, both personally, professionally, financially, and even spiritually, all of that is very authentically, transparently included over at trainwithcliff.com. All right. Now, with that being said, what I want to do is I want to talk to you what, about what I've been focused on with my one-on-one clients and my Next Level Mastermind members. This is where I've been committed to putting my time, effort, and energy. If, if, if it's outside of my time of margin, this these are the kinds of things I'm helping with uh, people. So what happens is in my Next Level Mastermind groups, we have hot seats. And it's it's like a group coaching call, if you will. I'm not the primary coach. I, I allow other, I mean, we have incredible members, highly awesome people in the Next Level Masterminds. 
So it's a group coaching session with extremely high, powerfully awesome people. And, and so what we do is we like, what can we do to serve you? What's, what's one or two things that you would like to get out of this call today? What would make this a conversation that you'll never forget for the rest of your life? Uh, is there something that you currently want that you're struggling with? Is there an obstacle in your way? Is it, what, what's on your mind? How can we best serve you? Now, the same thing is true. I, I asked a very similar question for my one-on-one coaching clients. Hey, what's on your mind today? What would make this 90-minute conversation so powerful that you'll write this day in your calendar and you'll never forget this conversation for the rest of your life? What must happen? What What is it that you want to cover? And what I want to do is I want to share with you just some of the, just, a, just a, scratching the surface of what's been going on in people's lives. Uh, somebody wrote down, uh, what, basically a dear friend of mine in, in recently said this. He says, listen, here, here's what, this just came out as a passing uh, thought that just rolled off the tongue. He says, I know that I could earn an extra $260,000 a year if I could only lose 80 pounds. So basically what he was saying is like, listen, I, I really want to do more public speaking but I know that nobody will take me seriously and I won't be able to have as much impact and influence in the way that I want to unless I lose at least 60 or uh, unless I lose 80 pounds. I just know that if I could lose 80 pounds, if I, if I could only lose 80 pounds, I know I could earn an extra $260,000 a year. That's an extra 260000 above what he's already making. But what I will tell you is this. It's not true. It's not true. Well, it's it's true. If you believe it's true, then it will be true. But the the interesting thing is that this person has absolutely nothing holding him back from public speaking and having the amount of impact and influence. Now, there's nothing wrong with wanting to lose the 80 pounds, but feeling like you have to lose the 80 pounds before you can go out and have the impact and influence, it's not true. Now, here's what I will tell you is that, man, I I feel like I've played a part of that. For me, I used to have a very similar feeling. Uh, I used I used to believe like man, I can't have the impact and influence I want in people's lives. I feel guilty. I feel I feel like a fraud being on a on stage when I used to be nearly 300 pounds and I would get up and inspire and and motivate people and people like. 30, 40, 50 people standing in line to see me to say, Cliff, you have no idea how much you've inspired me. And I want to, I just want to tell you, I just, I, I have so much respect for who you are and what you're about and what you're doing. And, and you motivate me, inspire me. And I'm on a path to do something similar. I want to be just like you. And I'm like, I feel like a fraud. How can you think this? Because I'm such a failure because how much I weigh. And that was never true, except that was true for me because I believed it. And then I go on this big, huge journey, November 2014, I'm going to work out six days a week, every week, lose over 100 pounds, all that stuff, keep it off for six years. And so much of that fed into the perpetuation of this conditioned belief that, man, look at Cliff, he's lost all this weight. Now look how, how much more successful he is in impacting and influencing people's lives. Listen, yes... 
Externally, that is one interpretation. But let me tell you, what I've learned is it's not the fact that I've lost. It's the fact that I had the confidence to go out and do the public speaking. I had the confidence to take the stage. I had the confidence to create the conference. I had the confidence to get on video and create the content. Nobody really cared how much I weighed before. And yes, people were really impressed afterwards. Is it a cool story? Does it inspire others? Is it cool to lose 80 pounds? Is it, I've lost over 80, I've lost over 100 pounds. But let me tell you something. Did I need to do it? To do, no, I've learned that that's not true. It's not true. But don't, hey, by, by all means, let's talk about how you can get that 80 pounds off, but let's come up with a different why then I want to have I, I want to I, I want to lose this so that I can go out and speak because the reality is is some part of you has to know that you're 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 thinking that you need to lose eighty pounds to go out and do this. It the eighty pounds is just an excuse of your fear of going out and doing it. Anyway, I it, it, there's there's so much more I could say about that. So here's some other coach, coaching conversation starters. Uh, one, uh, actually, this isn't just one. This is actually a handful of people have shared this one in the past year. I feel a strong desire to do and say certain things related to my industry, but I fear that I may be criticized by other leaders in the industry. Uh, so th- this has happened from two people in particular that have expressed this nearly word for word uh, in their conversations with me, and it has a lot to do with there are some people that I respect in this industry, and I'm concerned about what they might think or say about me to others, what, what they think about me personally, and what they'll say about me to others in my industry if I were to do or say things that go against the norms in my industry. Um. Here, so that's that's something that I've helped clients work through. Um, th- here's another one. I, you know, Cliff, I, I love what you're doing. I feel called to do what you're doing. The, the, what you've been focused on in 2020, you know, shutting so many things down and and getting clear and 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 really emphasizing where you're putting your time, effort, and energy. I love this, but my only thing is, is I just don't know that I want to invest my time, effort, and energy into just a few high-paying clients. As it's, I think it would be far too painful if they choose to leave. That was word for word what someone had said to me, and in essence, this is this is. I used to feel the same way. I did. In fact, there was a time after Free the Dream 2018, and I had lost a number of high-paying clients, and and I was tempted to potentially lower my rates. I was thinking about all kinds. I, I was going in, I was almost ready to full on slip into a mindset of scarcity. I actually may have slipped into, actually I did slip into a mindset of scarcity for about two or three months. And then, <laughs> then I paid the consequences for it. But here's some. Here's what that really means. And I can say this from my own experience. What, what, what I was really saying when I was saying that statement to myself, I'm not worthy of high-paying clients. That's what I believed. I'm just not worthy of, why would anybody pay me that? I just don't trust that this is the right work for me. I know that this is the one thing I most want to do, but I just I just don't trust it. I, I, I mean, I, I, I can't have life go that well. I don't have faith in God or some for some people it's the universe or whatever but I don't I just don't have enough faith in God to bring the right clients along my path. That's really what I was saying. 
Or I don't trust that I'm always at the right place at the right time with the right people doing the right thing. By the way, um, all of these I do have today. Anyway, let me just finish. Another thing I was really saying, I don't have faith that all things really work together for my good and that all things in life are allowed to happen to me to, for my own growth and for me to be able to ultimately come to the place where what I've learned adds, allows me to add even more value. So when a client leaves and there's a pain in that, well, you know what? What is there I can learn and how can I use this to grow and how can I use this to better discern who are the right clients and not the right clients? Not everybody's meant to be my client and that's been very clear. And now I'm not hearing the voice of God, but it might as well be just as clear. Um, anyway, I don't have faith that I'm enough, that I'm, I just don't know that I'm able to transform the lives of others by simply doing the best I can with what I have to work with today, knowing that I'm committed to unceasing growth and development so that I'll always be able to uh, bring, to be increasing the value of what I bring to others. So those are the things that I used to think, you know, it's like, oh, I just don't know if I have this, I have a strong desire to do these things, but I'm just not sure that investing in a few high paying clients because of how painful it would be if they leave. Well, what I can tell you right now, the only way I was able to get over that fear and that belief was understanding that, wait a second, I am absolutely worthy of the highest paying clients. In fact, I will tell you right now, I, I'm working towards having five to 10 clients who are paying me $100,000 a year. That's the path that I'm on right now. And then I can tell you right now, I, I, don't, I actually do trust this is the right work for me. It's absolutely crystal clear. There, the feedback that I get from my existing clients today is off the charts. And, and I don't need to share it all with you because I, I, I don't need external validation. It just knowing each day that I did today what was what, was what I was put on this earth to do. Uh, the next one, I do have faith in God to bring the right clients along my path. I mean, I, it's not to say that I'm not going to do my part. I, I, there, there are things that I sometimes will be called to do and should do to, to make that happen. But I do trust that God's going to bring the right one. I also trust that I'm always, I, I can tell you right now, I absolutely believe I am always at the right place at the right time with the right people and sometimes that's just by myself, doing the right thing. That That is, uh, I don't care where I am, what I'm doing, who I'm with, I am always at the right place, at the right time, with the right people doing the right thing. And I do have faith that everything is working together for my good. Everything, life is happening for me. It's not happening to me. I am not a victim. I am a recipient of abundant gifts every single day. And then, uh, let's see here, I do have faith that I'm enough. I believe that, you know what, is, do I have room for growth? Absolutely. I'm a different person every week. Uh, but here's what I will tell you. I do know that I'm able to transform the lives of others by simply doing the best that I can with what I have to work with today knowing that I am committed to unceasing growth and development. And as a result of that, I will always be increasing the value that I bring to others. The next thing that, um, uh, another 
conversational starter with uh, some of my clients. They say, I'm, uh, I'm too afraid to shut this thing down, whatever this thing is, um, that I've, I've been offering it to my community for insert length of time, whether it be in a number of weeks, number of months, number of years, um, because of how it might, how I might be perceived by them. So I'm afraid to shut this thing down that I've been offering to my community for X number of period of time because of how I might be perceived by them. And I've had that in the past as well. And as you can tell by the frequency of this podcast episode and and my lack of any social media content since August of 2020 and and all that other stuff, you can tell that I've I've broken free from that. I'm not conserved, not concerned about how people perceive me. I, I I concerned only with how I perceive myself, the inner game. Uh, let's see here, and here's here's one more. I'll give you three. Actually, I got a handful more. Okay, the next one is, I'll finally be able to fill in the blank when I reach this financial goal. It, and and that's a lot of people start off their conversations and their relationships. Man, if I could just hit this financial goal, I'll finally be able to insert whatever. I'll finally be able to be happy. I'll finally experience that peace that I've been pursuing. I'll find you know it's like Cliff. I I wish I could say, man, I've never been better. It gets better every single day. I I wish I could say that I'm full of peace, love, and joy. But man, I I'm just not there yet. I'm working for it. I'm working towards it, and I'll finally be able to once I hit this goal, and or I I you know I'll finally be able to build that margin into my life. Like you know, it's like ah, once I hit this, and the answer the the answer to every one of those people is no. You will not be able to be happy, experience peace, experience joy when you hit that goal, whether it's financial or whatever. You will not be able to build margin into your life when you hit that goal. That No, being happy, experiencing peace, love, joy, building margin into your life, those are all decisions. And, and you can, you, you have, you, if you can't do it now, you equally will not be able to do it when you at some future achievement of a goal. I promise you. It's a decision and 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 I if if you struggle with that, let's let's have a conversation. Uh or go have a conversation with yourself. The answer is inside of you. You don't need me. All right. I have to fill in the blank to make myself stand out among all of my competition. That's another conversational starter. At some many times it's like I know I need to niche down further. I need to you know, discover my target audience. I need to do this. I need to be available to my clients 24-7 or else I won't be able to stand out among my competition. You know what? If you want to know how to stand out among your competition, I'm going to give you a little hint. Find out who you are. Find out who you are. I recently had somebody that I love and and have, and I, I'm, I'm just growing in an amazing relationship. And first conversation, first few sentences is like, listen, this is who I am. This is what I've done. This is, these are the people that I admire and this is what I've done. But you know what? I'm just no Amy Porterfield and I'm no, uh, I'm no Stu McLaren and I'm no, um, Brendan Bouchard. And, and in essence, this person is an incredible soul who has done so much good for so many people, who has shown up powerfully for his wife and his kids and, and his community. 
has done far um, exceedingly more than you could possibly imagine than most people ever achieve and yet doesn't feel like he's enough because he's just no, he, I mean he's he he is like I've done a lot of good things I get that but I'm no Amy Porterfield I'm no Brendan Bouchard I'm no Stu McLaren and I'm like I know it's because you're you <laughs> and you'll never be Amy Porterfield you'll Never be Brendan Machard. You'll never be Stu McLaren. You'll only ever be you. And you won't be able to experience the fullness of who you are until you actually figure out who you are and why you're here. That's why I always start with my clients. Who are you and why are you here? And they, some people feel like, it's like, man, I know that's a valuable question. And, and what, what some people are tempted to think initially, and they usually come around very cl- fairly quickly, they, they feel like, it's like, man, isn't this cliche? No, it's the heart of the matter. It's the foundation of everything. By the way, a little hint, you get to choose. <laughs> you get to choose who you are and why you're here. If if you're if you by the way if you're if you're not a Christian and you don't believe in God then then you get to choose no matter what I guess right but it, it, from even my faith background I, I I believe that I was created by a Creator uh, I was created by God and I was created in His image and He's the Creator and uh, in His image I'm a Creator and He has given me an abundant number of resources and the ability to create including who I am and why I'm here. I get to choose. I can change it whenever I want. Um, it's, he, he's, he's fun and letting me play the part that he's allowed me to play. It's like, listen, I, you know what? If you want to improvise and it, it, it's kind of like we're in a cosmic drama and, and I, get to, I get to play the part that I've been auditioning for and, and stuff like that. And he's like, listen, you know, we wrote, the, we wrote the script this way, but I really like that line that you improvised. Let's go in that direction. And you can, you know, and, and before you know it, if you ever seen a television show and after a couple, you know, you get this brand new actor and this actor over time, it's like, you know, they, they become a pretty big star. And it's like, man, it's like we, we thought this was just going to be a one-time uh, character that was written in, but man, we really loved this person and what they brought to the table, and and w- we just wrote this person into the story long term, and then all of a sudden, it's like a season or two later, you see that they're actually directing, and then you're seeing a, maybe even further on into the season or a couple seasons in, they're actually writing scripts for the show, and that's what God lets us do in our drama here. Anyway, it's so much fun. I love this stuff. Anyway, so... Um, here's another one. Um, I'm stuck because I've not found the right step-by-step formula to achieve my desire income. Just a little note here. It's very rare to be about the how. As far as a step-by-step formula, almost nobody is missing a step-by-step formula because there are very few that actually exist. Even though somebody, you may have found four or five other people who seemingly have done a step-by-step thing, but there's no promise that you have the exact same circumstances that allow you to take the same exact steps and see the exact same results. Uh, it is everybody's on a different path. We all have our own way. So, but 
there are some key strategies. There are some key t- techniques. There are key belief systems. There's all. There are some. There are some things out there. Don't get me wrong. There. There's some power and formulas and frameworks and more than anything principles and beliefs and and strategies. But let, let, let's just put it. It's very rare about rarely about the how. It's almost always a lack of clarity about what it is that you truly want. And also, if you actually do come to understanding what you truly want, it's actually getting to a full understanding why you must have it at whatever cost. And are you willing to pay that cost? So um, the next one is, oh, conversation. I feel obligated to fill in the blank. That one I love working with people. Uh, I feel obligated to respond to all of these emails. I feel obligated to show up every week. On I feel obligated to show up every day on my live stream because I've been doing it for you know X number of days or X number of months. I feel obligated to show up in my podcast every single week because I've been doing it for every week for so many hundreds of episodes. I feel obligated to do this. I feel obligated. Dude, <laughs> stop it. Who says you can't change who you are and what you do? And ah. and then the next one, I feel guilty when I do things for myself, somebody said to me. In fact, I feel that I'm not as pro- productive as I should be, all right? And again, this ties into a lot of those things that I broke free from is, you know, what other people think my life should look like, what my schedule should be. You know, oh, four-day weekends, Cliff, how ridiculous, how irresponsible, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, but I had a client who recently told me, I feel guilty when I do things for myself. I feel like I'm not being as productive as I should be. And until I feel like I'm accomplishing what I should, I shouldn't waste my time on hobbies or spending time outside. Let me tell you, I'm thrilled that that person God brought into my path because that person today is having a great deal of joy doing things for themselves, for themselves. Uh, they're, they're not as productive as other people think they should be. But guess what? They're, they don't feel like they're ever wasting their time on their hobbies or spending time outside. And I'm thrilled that my clients are getting more involved in hobbies and passions and spending more time outside without any guilt. This, my friends, is what I've been working on. This is, I, I do this, it, let me tell you, it, it's a high energy stakes game that I play. And, and I get more energy from my clients than, than I do, but it, but, it is, but it is a lot of energy. And, and the work uh, can, while fulfilling, can be, it can be a lot. And so, I, when it, when it's my, when I'm not doing my Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday scheduled activities, I'm, I'm recharging. I'm napping. I'm meditating. I'm, uh, sleeping well at night. I get up at four o'clock in the morning, eager to start my day so I can read and study and expand and grow and, and invest in my time with my wife and my kids, my close friends, my current clients. And occasionally, I, I, I find myself investing in a couple potential clients and then my community members over at the Train with Cliff Audio program. And occasionally, I show up here in the Cliff Ravenscraft show. And I don't know when the next time I will do a Cliff Ravenscraft show episode, 
but this one's to answer the question, are you okay? Yes, I'm okay. Actually, no, I'm not. I'm not okay. I'm well beyond okay. I've never been better. It gets better every moment of the day, every day. My friends, I'm committed to the inner game versus the external game. You see, the external game for me, that's hypnotically taking in the suggested thoughts and beliefs of others without consciously evaluating for myself if those thoughts and beliefs are in alignment with my true identity, with who I am and why I'm here. I'm done with the external game. I'm all about the internal game. And I'm interested in working with other people who are interested in working and playing the internal game. Getting clear about who you are, what your true identity is, why are you here? And again, I've, I've let the cat out of the bag. You really do have the option to choose what it is, that you, why you're here and who you are. You get to choose. It's a persona. You, it, it, persona is a mask. You get to put a mask. You can take the mask you have. You can take your personality that you currently have and you can take it off, break it, throw it away, and go audition for a new role in life. You, can, you might even get a recurring role in life as that new identity. You might even be invited to be the director of a few episodes of your life. And eventually, if you choose to, you could work yourself up to where you write the script. That's what I help people do. That's what I've been doing. Guys, I'm okay. Actually, no, I'm not. I'm better than okay. And until the next time, I encourage you to take everything you do in life to the next level. Mindset and